Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love the ramble. The ramble's awesome. Look, honestly, if I could have any Christmas present for Christmas, it would be, I want the ramble force in my life. Hello, Ramble Force, and a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you very nice. much. Uh, it's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen, and it is the Christmas special. <laughs> um, <laughs> How special is it going to be on a scale of one to ten? Extremely special. Eleven. Okay. <laughs> it's unbelievably Christmassy, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Let me introduce you um, to three sex gods I call the Ramblers. Uh, Pete Donaldson. Hello. Lukey Moore. All right. And James or Jim. Hey. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thanks, chaps. Uh, we're going to start with a question, which is... Um, if it's an it's an email actually um, from Mark Smith. He says, "Hello, Ramble. I live in Cambodia. Cambodia. Showing off." And uh, he says, "I've come ag- uh, up against some great but strange players over here." He said, um, "The one team I've played against has a midget, and I just can't nutmeg him." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's uh, he, he's wondering who our favourite most uh, our most favourite obscure player is. Okay. So, uh, oh, he says that he, li- he lets um, little orphans listen uh, to the podcast out in Cambodia. Not the swearing bits, though. No. But he says they don't have a clue what's going on, but... Uh, that Merry makes five Christmas of us. And- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that, Mark. Um, nice. uh, most obscure players. So, well, what, when we mean obscure, do we mean just sort of... What kind of obscure are we talking? What have you got in your head? What have I got in my head? <laughs> right, um... Best not go You there. don't want to know that, <laughs> but um, I'm going to s- select a specifically relevant bit, and I'm going to go for Robin Friday, oh, the, uh, oh, the old Reading player, who was um, just a massive, massive pisshead and really, really drug-addled, but he was he was a genius, apparently. Like, the people that managed him always said that you should have played for England and stuff like that, but he just had such a sort of party lifestyle. I think one of his... He had a row with one of his managers and said, like... Um, You've lived twice as long as me and led half the life, or something like that. <laughs> he, he once, um, apparently, started off his career at Hayes, and um, they, they started a game without him once. Um, yeah. Because he was he was in the pub, and apparently he came on was absolutely hammered, and the defenders weren't even bothering to mark him. <laughs> he was right, so yeah. drunk, and he actually scored the winner. Yeah. Which was nice. Star. And his then he finished off his crisps. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, and the book, there's a book called The Greatest Footballer You Never Saw About Him. It's yeah. written by the guy from Oasis as well. Weird, weirdly. Paul, yeah. yeah. With, Paul also, McGuigan. Yeah, that right? that's right, with Paolo Hewitt as well. He apparently used to just rock up to games with a carrier bag. Yeah. But, and the carrier bag used to just have a bottle of martini in it. <laughs> that's it. That's what he used to turn up to the games with. I mean, that's less of a footballer and more of just an alcoholic who happens to play, play football. football. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... 
The Super Furry Animals song, Man Don't Give a Fuck, is about yeah. him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. He's, on the, he's on the front cover. That's a great shout. Uh, Lukey, who have you got? Um, I'll go with someone slightly different, but someone who sort of came from nowhere and didn't really do an awful lot afterwards. Uh, Toto Scalacci. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of a reasonably late addition to the Italian squad, and then it was top scorer in the 1990, yeah. Yeah, it was top scorer, and they didn't really do an awful lot apart from that. So I'd say he's probably the most obscure player. Well, it was incredible, really, wasn't it? Because he wasn't... Um, you know, a, a massively known player on the, the world scene no, not before the World Cup. I mean, I think he was decent. Yeah, well, he obviously was. But he suddenly, yeah. bang, at the World Cup, and then after that, he, as you say, didn't really do too much. He took the penalty in the third place playoff to get the sixth goal, didn't he? Because didn't Badger That's right, against, yeah. uh, against England. England yeah. Yeah. I used to have a little sort of uh, movie player that had a tiny roll of film. It took an AA battery and you, could, you had to put it up to a light. And yeah. it was uh, David Platt's volley and uh, Scalacci's goal. Wasn't oh, it? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's nice, that is. It's, that's probably worth a bit of cash now. Yeah, I, I, I throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the time. <laughs> throw it on the fire. <laughs> Pete, who, have you, who are you going to go for? Um, well, uh, little orphans in Cambodia. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to tell you a story about a young man by the name of uh, Brian Honor. He's a bit of a Hartlepool legend. Legend. Uh, he, he only played for like he played for Darlington, Spennymoor, and Peter Lee and Hartlepool, uh, most notably. He was voted. He was voted player of the season like three times. He, what he, were two he, of those two? Spennymoor. Spennymoor. <laughs> they sound like villages in Postman Pat. <laughs> That's a real place. Probably looks like it. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Well, um, but uh, yeah, and he was—he was a bit of a legend. And he, uh, his kind of claim to fame was he got them promoted. He scored a few goals and stuff. And he scored from a corner. Quite memory oh, nice. on, on the windiest day. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, there was—he uh, set up like a little um, club, the Brian Honor Club, uh, which I used to attend quite a lot in the summer. And he, yeah. he would occasionally grace us with his presence. Fantastic. How come we didn't play at a high level? Then he just didn't fancy it. He just wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but he was—he was, I mean, was probably. One of the better yeah, Hartlepool players in the, in the third in the old third division. That's cool, man. Yeah, nice fella though. There we go, Marcus. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go for a chap called Wayne Foster. Now Wayne Foster, um, a former Hearts player. Mm-hmm. I've no idea what he's doing now, but it's similar to yours, Luke. He sort of did something and then and disappeared. Not however, however, it wasn't top <laughs> score at the World Cup. It was coming on for Hearts against Hibs in I think it was the, the Scottish uh, Cup quarter final. Forgive me if I'm wrong there, Hearts for the Hibs fans. Uh, he came on and it was one all, and he scored the winner and went mental proper kind of jumped up into the fans kind of celebration Yeah, and uh, I, I only played a handful of games or something for Hearts later again someone will have yeah. to um, email in about that but yeah he just all Hearts fans love him and know him and, it's uh, weird isn't it there's, all, there's, there's the Cole odd Hero. player that plays about three or four games that's and they right. do something incredibly memorable Yeah, and it sticks in people's minds do you remember this reminds me of a guy called Roy Essendo who was involved on oh, oh yeah. big time there yeah. you go yeah. in Wicked Wonderers Cup run when they got yeah. inside them off teletext or something. That's right. <laughs> and uh, for yeah. eighty quid in a miles bar. And, or pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored uh, for against Leicester. Yeah, that's right. In yeah. the in the FA Cup, yeah. and that might have been quarter final. Yeah, I think it was yeah. quarter final. Scored a header in the last minute, won them the game. And that was under Sanchez at Wigan. That was under Sanchez, yeah. 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 One of the most deluded men in football. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the luckiest manager of all time. Masterminded a Northern Irish win against England. Uh, yeah, mastermind on that, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's still in the history books. Uh, the points are definitely going to go to um, James or Jim Campbell. Yes! Oh, it's his favouritism, man. <laughs> he said Friday. I haven't what? Been <laughs> you know what I mean? a long time. Yeah, you haven't. And played. I introduced it to the Cambodians. That's yeah. Because <laughs> you will not learn. Up I mean, you, I'm inclusive. Seriously, though, cut this bit out, but up your game, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Up yours. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, that leads us on nicely to tell uh, the listeners that the Ramble Drinks was uh, on on the weekend yeah. and uh, Saturday the nineteenth of December. Bloody marvellous! Yeah, thanks for everyone for coming down. It's 
Yeah, thank you so much for everybody who came. There was millions of people yeah. for all those who didn't turn up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the pictures. <laughs> There's loads of girls as well. Yeah, yeah really Some sexy ones. Their tops off. Yeah, and there were models. <laughs> It was a really good day. It, it was, was a turnout. It was a superb day. And uh, there was some character. We met Steve Hobbs, the man who does did the, the Ramble Roll. Yeah, yeah, the Maverick Baker. The yeah. Maverick Baker. He's called it. He just, he just rocked straight in and walked up to me and went, Hey, I'm Steve Hobbs. Yeah, I'll do the Ramble Roll. I like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I just gave him a big hug. I'll go to him, What's the Ramble Roll this week? And he went, It's not lobster and pheasant. I'll tell you that. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. A lot, nice bunch of people. I know, yeah. we had a couple well, one or two twats, but you get. You <laughs> Uh, no, I'm only, I'm only joking. But, but genuinely, we were sort of. I was expecting a couple of people. The, the, the vast proportion, obviously, being awesome. Yeah. But I sort of expected about five or six people to be a bit mental, a bit, let's say, geeky even. Yeah, yeah. And I realised that. There were, but they were us. Uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> so we were the worst people in the room, sadly. Yeah, yeah. By some distance. That happens to me all the time, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, one guy actually tried to crack onto my missus. So, um, yeah, sorry, sorry about that, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you do it as well? <laughs> We had, a, we, had a, we had a couple of lads from Scotland there. Yeah, well, yeah. someone travelled. Gordon travelled all the way down from from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. A couple lad. of lads from Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. A couple of lads from Chatham in well, uh, Richie from Kent. India. Richie from India. But he wasn't here especially. Well, no, but he's only been in the country a little while. But he's been listening to us um, loads out in India. It's brilliant. It's turned up. It's fabulous. Great. Thank you, lads. Yeah, we'll do another yeah, one at the end again, of the season. Yeah. Some more yeah, of you. It was come. very, very good. Uh, a guy called Alex Sheedy sent me a message today, Luke, saying that one of his friends had said um, the guy who looks like the blonde Jesus really shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans at his size. Crazy <laughs> 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 you bet. Somebody, somebody call him the Ramble Trap. Yeah, let's see if it. <laughs> Let's see if he's there at the end of the season drinks out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well with him, yeah. You and, you, you and your guest list. Pete, can we ban people from iTunes? Can you do that? <laughs> absolutely disgraceful. I may live under a bridge, but it's my right to wear whatever jeans I want. Well, it's a bloody good bridge, that. Yeah. i got a couple of Jedwards. It's fine. It's oh, a, did it's you? A broad, it's a broad yeah. uh, church. <laughs> the church of Jedward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. But yeah, no, but that's really, well, I don't know, but that's really sour for me, that is. No, and that's like, <laughs> I've now had a shit time. <laughs> it, it was one of those mornings, um, the morning after, where you wake up and sort of scan your mind for anything yeah. terrible you did. I think we all sort of did all right, actually. We all escaped. <laughs> Nobody died. Actually, maybe put a message out on the list. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone die? A <laughs> <laughs> boy from Manchester stole one of my shoes as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I got right. it back, though. I got it back. Did yeah, someone yeah. break it? Authority, yeah, yeah respect. Well. <laughs> if someone broke a chair, we've got to apologise to the pub for that. Apparently, it's been sorted. Andrew out. from Scotland, he, gave, he brought us down some tablets. Yeah, he did. And yeah, I was trying right. to distribute I it at the end of the I evening. Ate, I ate it on the tube. Did oh, you? It was I was trying to, that was mine. What? I didn't get it. No, I, no, I, I took I'm yours. Gone. You left, and I thought, well, I'll have his as well. When he, when he brought that down, I said, right, I'll just put that over there with all the other presents. <laughs> that was the only present we got. <laughs> well, he, I was trying to distribute the tablet at the end. I was like, hey, try a bit of this. Nobody was having it. No? Nobody was having it. People were too drunk. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thank, thanks to everyone who came along. Thanks to um, the guy that looked like Pepe Reina. Yeah. Thanks to the guy that looked like Sammy Nasri. Yeah. There's a lot of football lookalikes doing the round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to Paul Pesca Salida. Oh, Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> someone <laughs> shout, someone made a there. shout to me. I leave it there. Someone made a shout out for me. Alexi Lalas. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you can see it. Your beard's yeah. getting a bit long. No, I haven't got a goatee, though, have I? No, you're getting Stop there, having a go at me. <laughs> Move on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so thank you again for everybody for coming. Marvellous occasion, and uh, hopefully we'll do another one. Yeah, maybe, end of the season or something. Yeah, yeah, we right, should do yeah. another one. Yeah. Something like that. Um, in the Premier League, uh, Mark Hughes is out of a job. Mm. Mm. 
It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Um, two wins in the last uh, 11 Premier League games is clearly not in line with the targets we agreed and set, said the uh, the Man City board. Um, and they, they felt that there was no evidence that the situation would fundamentally change. Hmm. It's maddeningly predictable. Well, it's it? not going to fundamentally change. They're always going to be playing football. We're not. <laughs> the, the model is going to be the same. It's going to be football. So it won't fundamentally change. Well, you are talking to um, uh, Gary Cook and friends. Oh, OK, yeah. So, woeful jibs ahoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The woeful jib, yeah. Right. Ho- Hoisted hoist woeful jib. <laughs> a, set, a set of course for shitbag city. Ali. <laughs> <laughs> they do, the thing is, they do this every couple of seasons, Man City. Usually when they're about mid-table. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing too bad. Well, they're six, sixth for crying out loud. They're there. six yeah. points off a Champions League spot with a game in hand yeah. and 11 points off the top spot. Now, they're not going to win the league. I think that's pretty obvious. But yeah. this is, it's Christmas. 11 points off the top spot. They've, won, they've only lost two games all season. Yeah. It's something yeah. like that. It's all about stability. When look what's happened at QPR, they're not kicking on because there's nothing. There's no stability there. Absolutely. Mm. I know that they didn't. I, don't, I know they didn't hire Mark Hughes, but well, that's it. That, do you that's think the that, first thing in it? Yeah, right? Do you think that's the reason then? Of course it is. Uh, the, the weirdest thing about it is that, um, that when it all sort of kicked off, they'd, they'd all said like all the reports were saying that Mancini was actually in the stadium, which apparently wasn't true. But that, that, that is awful. That's like dumping someone by introducing them to your new girlfriend, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? That's just, like, <laughs> yeah. just awful. I, I, I think I'd, I'd like to think that Roberto Mancini. Obviously, I don't know him, but I'd like to think he's a, he's a man of class. So hopefully, he, he wasn't there, but. He's only got the talk now that is. I mean, they originally said it's a three and a half year contract, but the talk now is it like he might only be for six months. Oh, yeah, for out, apparently, yeah. The, the sort of the rumor is that if they don't finish in the top four, then uh, they'll be free to sack him, basically. But, <laughs> it's, but it's, know, it's, hardly, it's, it's hardly like a Gus Hiddink sort of uh, creature, sort of. Well, speaking. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He just, he's got he's got a bit of. He, he, they just went for a sort of big name to sort of go. Well, this guy's a bit better, isn't he? Mm. And well, I think Brian Kidd's quite a good move. I think I, yeah. I kind of trust him a little, a little bit. Well, more, Brian but, Kidd will, have, will be the will obviously know the. English game and Mancini. Mancini's done won a lot of things at Inter. He won three yeah. titles in a row. But, but you I mean, remember but the I mean, rest of the teams were shit. Yeah, exactly. All, and yeah. Like two of them, were, like one of them got relegated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't their main uh, their main rival? Yeah. And, uh, and there wasn't much of a. Uh, he got handed one title. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a strange move. I, th- I think the, the, the thinking behind it is probably that if they try and buy big in January, then Mancini's at least a name who's who's got who's played or managed in the Champions League, and he can maybe attract players. Which I don't think they think Mark Hughes can attract players. That's yeah. the problem. Well, do you think that perhaps that I mean they clearly the board bought Rubinho yeah. and, and and Hughes we've talked about that and maybe one or two other signings they might have lined up and Hughes said no I don't want these sort of big players that Rubinho's maybe causing a little bit of um, unrest uh, unrest in in the changing room can, it kind of looks like he's being played um, well, even they, though Hughes doesn't doesn't want to play him to well, do, well do you think that there's a uh, maybe a bit of um, animosity between Hughes and the board they're sort of saying let's bring in this player and let's bring bring in this player you know like the Galactico kind of thing and Hughes is like no 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 yeah. we don't need that I think let's bling in this player though a mistake yeah, it's actually incredibly <laughs> relevant I, I think I I think that it's one of those things where the boundaries need to be set. So if you've got a model like in Spain where the board or the president or whoever does the, does the signings mm. and, the, and the coach just coaches, then fine. But like, I remember I watched goals on Sunday, just and Sunday just gone, and and they were saying that you know they keep changing the goalposts around. They keep oh, saying, they keep saying you know this this is happening and you're the manager, but at the same time he's getting players he doesn't want. But I mean, like Jason McAteer on uh, Sunday, is he coming in? He called uh, he called Mark. He's the best young manager in Europe. <laughs> 
a bit outrageous. Like, <laughs> did you say it? Pep Guardiola's got something to say about that. Yeah. Well, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. But people point to things like um, Dunn uh, leaving and, uh, and 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 people coming in. But it's it's the big um, sort of marquee signings like Robinho that inflates the rest of the signings. I yeah, mean, Bellamy's true. been good, Given's been good, and they probably were paid, like I think Given probably was quite huge. cheap, and Bellamy was yeah. is a fairly good player for a fairly decent price. He being stay fit, but I mean, people like Lescott who have kind of let the side down. Twenty odd million was yeah. it for Lescott? Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but it's because the, the the big signings like Robinho that just inflates every single thing else. Yeah. It's just, uh, well, you can see now Wenger's. You can see why um, Adeboy, Wenger was happy to let Adeboy all go now. Yeah. If he, does, if he doesn't fancy it, which he clearly doesn't at the moment, he's an absolute. He's absolutely toilet. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't put any effort in. No. And and so you know Wenger. Oh, okay, fair enough. They probably need the money, so they haven't been able to reinvest it that much. But it's a, it's, we knew at the time that Adeboyle was probably going <clears> to <throat> be a sort of disruptive influence in the dressing room, and that's obviously why Wenger's let him go, isn't it? It's mm. a funny one with Adeboyle though, because when he, when he is playing well, he does work really hard. He will ha- he will he harry everything he down, yeah, and he will yeah. just just work the channels and just be be all over the place. And it's just so clear and obvious when he's when his heart's not in it. I, yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday about uh, like Marlon Howard and why. Uh, sorry to bring Newcastle in, but uh, Marlon Howard in particular. <laughs> I haven't done it for a while. Come on, yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> um, but like when like, when he fancies it, he's really really good. He, he harries players. He, he knocks. <clears throat> people over and, yeah. and kind of creates a bit of a nuisance why wouldn't you do that for 90 minutes you're yeah. in football you've got the physique to do it yeah. have a run around I think it's the least you expect I don't, yeah. I don't I understand least, it I don't like it when they say when the commentators or pundits or whatever say oh yeah and so and so has got an engine on him you should have yeah, every he's got single a good, yeah, he's got, oh he's got great work rate yeah everyone should have Flipping yeah it. they should have box to box that's football yeah exactly <laughs> well, exactly. Well, well, I think right. some players it's more obvious than others I mean with, with Carlos Tevez for example his work rate is a real sort of standout positive thing about him it's just naturally the style of his game. So like Dimitar Berbatov obviously doesn't have that so much. Um, yeah, but he, but he's still a great player. Yeah, yeah no, I know that, but what, what, all I'm saying is that his game would be a lot better if he did work that hard. And maybe he just can't be bothered, or maybe he physically <laughs> hasn't got the attributes, attributes that people have got. Interestingly, something Thierry Henry used to say, it was a big part of his game, I'm sure still is, is that um, he would he would rest up front when, when the ball wasn't near him. He would... Uh, go out of his way to conserve his energy so he could sprint better when, oh, okay. when, when he got yeah, a chance a so, but it, it depends on you on your footballing brain I suppose isn't it? and just um, how you work as a player yeah. I've never seen Berbatov sprint I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure I've seen him run <laughs> yeah. in my mind he just walks around the pitch oh, he, he is decent he's, he's quite um, he reminds me of Cantona though. he's a Cantona-esque yeah. Berbatov yeah, yeah. he's getting a lot of stick at the moment as well, which I think is really fair he got a lot of assists last season well Manchester United are getting a bit of stick 3-0 yeah. against uh, Fulham I, th- yeah. I think the, um, the, the, the ones over the, over the road in Manchester quite Happy that Hughes went because it kind of takes the heat off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, as well. so. They've got an awful lot of injuries at the back, and, and Fulham well, did absolutely bombard. Carrick and Fletcher were playing at the back for United. They were they? awful, were United. They were just shooting from all over the place and just getting no yeah. anything actual goal. Mm. Paul Scholes got massively caught in possession. Yeah. For, I know, yeah. First, Danny he? Murphy scored again against United. Against yeah. Against yeah. It's United. really out of character for Scholes because he actually, if you look at the replay, he actually looked up and he saw yeah, everyone yeah. was around him and he still got caught. Mm. It's almost like he wasn't concentrating. That's a funny one. It was Amora again. Yeah. There was, a, there was a brilliant quote uh, from Roy Hodgson about Bobby Zamora. I, I took the liberty of writing it down. Um, before Bobby gets seriously considered for a, an England call-up, he has a lot of work to do. But if Fabio Capello wants to look at him, he knows where he is. I will never push a player in the direction of the national team coach, but if he needs any information on Bobby, I'm happy to help out. <laughs> I'm not going to um, sell you a sandwich, but would you like a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> That's like you know, Harry Redknapp. Oh, I would never talk about another team's players, but I like the boy. Yeah. I like the boy. He's a superb footballer. Everyone knows I like him. Well, we've mentioned 
us a few times about Roy. One minute he's saying he should, one minute he says he shouldn't. Uh, he doesn't know he what he's He did play saying. bloody well, though. Hey, yeah, Roy Hodgson played <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and Zamora, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah, he did, he did well. Zamora's good with his chest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Route one goal, his one, wasn't it? But it was very well executed. Yeah. So that's exactly what you, they should be doing, though. If you're not playing against little defenders who are used to defending, and yeah, seriously, absolutely. they're not even defenders are playing two no. set backs to them. So you've obviously got to do that. I think that's, I think that's a shrewd move, Bob. You're mm. not going to play football around May United. It's never going to happen. Mm. It was a great save from the man you keep uh, when Zamora chested it to... Uh, oh, yeah. That was uh, it. Was that Gira? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kuzak. Kuzak, yeah, superb stuff. Um, Liverpool, nil. Come on! But Portsmouth scored two. Get in there, I know. In one game. <laughs> <laughs> one in each half. Unbelievable. Very similar goals, aren't they? They're defending on the first goal. Absolutely abysmal. Who was it that headed it away? It was yeah. a parry on it as well. What it's about a... Belhad's finish? Oh, yeah, it was a great well. finish. Oh, my wrong goodness. Foot as well, right foot. It's unbelievable yeah. stuff. That game was all pompy as well. And I'm really, really pleased. I, mean, I think, you know, it's probably still going to be a bridge too far for Portsmouth to escape relegation. They're going to be down there. I mean, it'll be a miracle if they don't get relegated. Mm. But it's a great result. And, you know, you've got a wonderful... You've got a feel for Liverpool, really. I mean, how, long, how much longer can it go on for? I mean, what, it doesn't look like it's got any sort of... There's no um, sort of solution to the problem. Well, Mascarano really. was sent off as well. Yeah, yeah and he looks like he's got a nice... Straight red as well, wasn't it? Um, it was uh, Gerard and uh, Gerard and Carragher. They just did not look interested. Torres as well just no. went completely missing. Did, it. And it's rare that that happened. No, Do you yeah, reckon yeah. Gerard could move on if this carries on? Well, his, his body language. He just looks so frustrated, and it must be so annoying for yeah. Steven Gerrard. He he wants to to you know win the league with Liverpool, but it just looks so far away from actually ever happening. I think he moment. wants to go to Pompey. <laughs> and he does. I know that he was sort of. You could argue that he was spoiling for a move away, and he got he used it to get an improved contract and that sort of stuff. And mm. it is all about him. I know that, and he, and he likes to be the centre of attention. So I'm not sure if he really could be a success anywhere else because mm. he he needs to be the person who's pulling the strings and stuff. And would he get on anywhere else? Would he be treated the same way he's treated at Liverpool? Of course he wouldn't. So he's sort of like he's made a rod for his own back, and he's stuck there. And if he doesn't, if Liverpool don't win the league, then I don't think Steven Gerrard's going to win the league because I can't I'd, see him going anywhere else. I'd love to see him play in Europe somewhere. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be the solution, be wouldn't it? Um, do you see Rafa Benitez his interview after the game? It's absolutely mental. He, st- he started talking about the referee being good or something. Yeah, perfect. perfect. But perfect. He, he said the word perfect about ten times. It was really strange. <laughs> just really sort of petty sarcasm. He, he, he really looks like he's losing the plot. He looks like he just doesn't know what to do. He's all over the place. He's all over the place, Rafa Benitez. You can yeah. see it in his face. He, he don't know what's going on. He, like The Arsenal result was a poor result. Was he looking a bit blotchy again? The Pompey result. Yeah, the Pompey result was a poor result. He's... What is he? They've won four in eighteen now, or something. Something. No. It's, it's not good enough. I tell you what, it's not as good a record as Birmingham City of late. No, no, yeah, they were doing wonderfully well. Another Brilliantly, good, another good draw for them this the weekend. Just gone. That's right, away to Everton. Yeah, and they won five in a row before that. That's fa- it. Really, is fantastic stuff. McLeish is doing a great job there yeah. so far. Everton is struggling actually on the subjects of them. They're, oh they're my goodness, yeah. further down than you'd think. Uh, you just, you you just don't kind know of, where I think they are. So. Well, no, I, I assume I do. But Ever- Everton, you, you just sort of... It's like when Loro said, oh, they'll be fine um, on Football Focus <laughs> that time. Like, they, you, you do expect them to be a team capable of sort of holding their own and doing well, but they're really, really struggling. They've, they've, not, they've got no money and they have injury problems as well. Yeah. So Moyes is almost doing a, doing a good job. Though. I think they're overachieving. I think they're overachieving to a point where everyone's used to them over, overachieving. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Remember when they had that season when they got in the Champions League place and the next season they came like 17th? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that happened to them a couple of times, didn't it? And actually, someone at the Christmas drinks um, told me probably the strangest rumour I've ever heard. Might be a flat-out lie, uh, which was that um, Liverpool were going to try and get Louis Sahar on loan um, in January. Like that would ever happen. No, yeah, that's a strange one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Michael Owen on loan. Yeah. Or not. Um, 
Charlton 4, Millwall 4. What a game. A <laughs> wonderful <laughs> game. That's a, it's a great Sunday when we were, uh, sorry, Saturday when we had the old, the old drinks. It was an amazing yeah. game, day for football. It was yeah. superb. Girls all over the place. But the, the Charlton match, the highlights, it was just one of those great games where it mm. just every time someone had attacked, you thought well, it was going to be a goal. Yeah. And yeah. it inevitably was, you know. Um, and at, right at the end, I think uh, Charlton scored right towards the end and they were going mental as if they'd won it. And then Millwall right in stoppage time. It was fantastic stuff. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? It's exactly yeah. what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well done. Well done to them. Yeah. Um, Football's the winner there, Marcus, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> the Champions League draws happened. Mm. And... Uh, Debeck, he's going back to Old Trafford. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Patrice Evra is looking forward to that. He's already been given it the big one. Patrice Evra, Patrice Evra is a bit of an underrated mental one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> putting chicken breast fillets in his boots and saying he's Sorry, what? scared of not a green and stuff. God, you're going to have to explain what? that to me. He's, he, um, he used to put um, chicken breast. I don't think he still does it. I'm not sure if he's allowed to do it now. But he used to put chicken breast fillets, raw ones, in his boots to make mm. him more comfortable. Did the Colonel tell him to do and that? He, and he said that. And he said at the end of the game. That when he took them out, they were sort of partially cooked, the, the chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> right. But why, why would he want that? Well, I don't know. I don't know why he's done it. It's just like just to immediately have a snack after coming off. What about is this like? Oh, and so they take less in the oven? No, I don't know. I don't know if he carried on eating yet. Grotesque amounts of salmonella corset at man's powered by salmonella. Do you remember when he came out and said that he's really superstitious of the colour green now after the when they after they played Ireland? He said he can't stop thinking about Ireland whenever he sees the colour green and it's making him. <laughs> feel sick and stuff. My giddy old. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope... Uh, I hope... Um, he's nuts, he's nuts. He's also he said... Yeah. He's also said that um, after football he wants to start like a comedy duo of Jisung Park. Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're mates, aren't they? Yeah, him, those two and Tevez are big mates, aren't they? Yeah. Well... Uh, yeah, There's so, like a uh, little YouTube clip of them, like a sitcom clip of them, when they present someone, and they present Tevez with a birthday cake. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they can all speak the same language. How the they, hell do they communicate? They don't share a common language. It's only English, and Tevez can't speak English. He speaks a little. <laughs> yeah, he can hardly speak Spanish, as someone else said to us once. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so um, Milan, uh, Manchester United is an interesting one. Mm. Who do you fancy for that one? Uh, United, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. You think so? Well, they get the, well, they get the players. Know, actually. Should I tell you? Yeah. Well, I mean, mid-Feb, yeah, is when they're... Um, and then uh, Porto Arsenal, good result for Arsenal. Arsenal always get a sort of decent good draw for Arsenal. Round, They've not yeah, won it, yet, but, I mean, yeah. it just, just means we'll get spanked by an English team later on. It's what always happens. Yeah. No, I think Arsenal, Arsenal, dark horses. I think. I think. I think that's quite a good one because Porto um, are a good passing side as well. Play yeah. some nice stuff, but they just lack that little bit of quality well, sometimes. Saw, apart from obviously the time when Jose was managing them and they won. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw Arsenal play Porto in the Champions League last year. That's right, the Emirates yeah. and. Um, yeah, four 0 wasn't it? Yeah, Arsenal are much better. I mean, it's obviously the group game is a little bit different, and obviously it's a season ago, but you can't see too much change. I think I fancy yeah. Arsenal for that. Yeah, they, yeah. they just seem to be getting on with it, don't they, Arsenal? They just, I slipped under the radar there mm. massively. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Karim uh, Benzema is going back to Lyon with Real Madrid. Yeah, interesting one. Lyon are always a good side in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, I'd really love to see them win it one day. Yeah, I'd love to see them go further than the quarterfinals. They're, they're currently about seventh or eighth in their league, though, aren't they? Really, really having a rough yeah, time. That's a funny one, and. Uh, of course, Inter against Chelsea. 
Yeah, that's that's the that, big. That's that the, is the one. Jose. That's Jose's he's he's playing it. He's down playing it. Of course he is. He's always doing that because he, he knows that Inter can't do anything in Europe. So he's he's saying stuff like, he, do you remember after the Barca game, he was saying, "I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored somewhere else." <laughs> I love so it. You're bored because you can't do anything. You know? Well, he, well, recently he's come out and said he didn't hit a journalist. You'll please. Oh, that's know. good. Um, well, he just, said just but he has to it. let us know. <laughs> <laughs> he has to I, say I, that I every no one today. every hour on the hour he has to come out and say. They say that I didn't hit a journalist, and anyone says I did is a massive liar and a super massive prick. <laughs> well, he said that, um, he said he was involved in a verbal exchange uh, with a journalist, but denied any physical contact. And he said, "I don't." Uh, oh, I remember this. He said, "I don't like." Uh, this was uh, about. They said he's going to buy him a Christmas present. Or he said, "I don't like to have journalists near the team bus after a game, um, not knowing that this journalist had been authorised by one of my colleagues and seeing him uh, in an area where only the Inter Channel is allowed to work. I came out of the bus and I insulted him twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice. I love that how he stopped, eased up." And then back in he, he bonus said, insults. <laughs> he said, re- yeah. He said recently that um, I'm not sure it was the same incident, but he said something, and he said there was an altercation between him and a journalist. And at the end, he just went, "And I expect a Christmas card from him." I wouldn't be surprised if he got into more than one altercation this week. So I really, really else. hope that uh, a massive incident kicks off with him and, and anyone <laughs> involved at Chelsea. Mm. Could do. Super. You can imagine him doing the old knee slide if they score. Oh god! Yeah, but, he yeah, do, yeah. but he does love. Chelsea. Chelsea, he really yeah, he does. does. Yeah. So I think he'd probably be a bit too respectful. Yeah, but you can that. imagine him giving it all that to the, giving the old keep your chin up to Abramovich. Or yeah, <laughs> maybe Abramovich. Yeah. yeah. But do you remember when he was in charge at Chelsea and Porto went there and he went over and he sat um, like on the by the front row of the Porto fans was just having a chat to some of them. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. So I think you know he's he's all right. He's oh, all right. I, miss, I miss him. Yeah, I we miss all miss him. him reckon he, I reckon he could maybe end up at City one day. You know? No, because he wants to go to United. He wants you United. Reckon? Yeah, he you massively reckon? wants United job. Okay. If you read between the lines with him, whenever Ferguson or Mourinho are quoted on that issue, yep. Ferguson always compliments Mourinho. Oh, does he? Mourinho always compliments uh, oh, Ferguson okay. and Man United. He always calls mm. Ferguson the gaffer, doesn't he? That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, just to complete the um, Champions League draw, we've got uh, Cisco Moscow versus Sevilla, uh, Bayern Munich v Fiorentina. Fiorentina? That's a good game. Yeah. I think Fiorentina are doing pretty well. Luca Tony. Oh, well, yeah. Link there, yeah. Um, uh, Olympiacos v uh, Bordeaux and Stuttgart Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona would be happy with that. Uh, yeah. Christian Le- Gross is actually managing. Yeah, now, Jens Lehmann might have his work cut out on that. Oh, yeah, he probably will. Be busy. <laughs> hey, we'll see him the big step. Well, he's obviously no playing, time to but- take a piss off the other side of the pitch against Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, absolutely. Um, but Jens has been involved in a in a couple of things recently, as you say. We, we, a lot of people said that to us, to us at the drinks. You know, he didn't mention him taking a piss off the side of the pitch. Yeah. And we thought yeah, there'll be something else coming along, yeah. so yeah. we'll mention it with that. And, and of course, give it the Jens Lehmann ramble. We can yeah, do the entire show. Just well, Jens has delivered. He's been uh, he's been given a three match ban after a late. Um, card every week um, he stamped um, on uh, Aris Tide Bance's foot to give away an 86th minute penalty um, which was scored and uh, denied Stuttgart their first win in nine league games <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that um... well he lashed out at Bance in revenge for an earlier foul apparently and uh, and he was shown a red card by um, the referee and he left the, he left the stadium in rage and confronted a fan outside the ground and television cameras showed uh, Lehman he pulled a fan's glasses off his face and refused to give him them back and until, the, the, roof the, until the fan <laughs> until the fan pleaded for their return <laughs> and then after leaving the ground he called for a taxi before then deciding to get on the team bus I mean, he didn't remain on the team bus very long because he had a change of heart and took a taxi to Frankfurt Airport before catching a flight home to Munich um, <laughs> his helicopter well, the last week he refused to play uh, to pay a club fine of uh, 40,000 euros after a separate incident when he criticised Stuttgart officials for sacking uh, Marcus Babel so um, uh, <laughs> there you go uh, there was three and one there did you hear what the fan actually 
actually sent to him. What was that? It's amazing. Apparently, he said, "Why can't you just be normal?" Good <laughs> <laughs> point, well made. Yeah, he's a forty-year-old man. Yeah, I mean, it's your eyes. He's a father. My my favourite. Um, I've got to mention this ages ago. That you know Oliver Kahn. He's obviously yeah, retired of course, now. Yeah. Um, but he was a bit mental. Did, yeah, well, this is, you see, uh, this is crazy incident that somehow slipped under the radar of the Ramble. I don't know how, but it was a while ago. <laughs> the Ramble well, radar? It was, yeah. It was when, <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it was when Khan, it's down, must have been down for maintenance. And uh, <laughs> Oliver Kahn, Oliver Kahn was playing for Bayern Munich, and he went up, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone, if anyone knows any better, but I'm pretty sure he went up for a, for a high ball, and there's a clash ahead, and he, and he was momentarily dazed. And uh, <laughs> on his back on the floor, and Sammy Kafour, you know the um, yeah the, Ghanaian yeah, yeah. internet <laughs> ran up to him and thought he was like dead, just started <laughs> to give him like mouth to mouth, and other car was just like get off me, what are you doing? Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sammy, Sammy Kafour was just like oh sorry sorry sorry, just I'll just try to save your life. <laughs> well, he not, did. I'm not dead. So yeah, Jens will be coming up against um, Barcelona in the Champions mm. League, and Barcelona beat Estudiantes of Argentina to win the World Club Cup. Did you see yeah. the winning goal? Oh, Messi's, yeah. Messi's. Messi scored it with his chest. It was like Superman. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they went one nil down Barcelona in, in I think the fourth minute early on, and they bombarded them. And it was I think it was quite an end to end game by um, all accounts. I didn't see it, but uh, eventually they equalised Pedro in the 89th minute with a nice little good header. Player. A good player. He's good player. Yeah, and they really they really wanted to win Barcelona because often in these World Club uh, Cup games the European sides kind of just don't look that bothered, but they really wanted to win. And, uh, and then Messi uh, scored in the 110th minute in extra That's time. That's six trophies in this calendar year yeah. for Barcelona. I don't think incredible. they'd ever won this one, and Laporta really wanted it. Do you want an Andy Burton update? Uh, my mate James Pritchett played for Auckland City, and they came fifth in, on, in the World Club, Club Cup. Oh, relevant. Yeah, I was wondering he, where you go with that. No, yeah, he, plays, he plays for Auckland City. He's right, oh, he's right back for them, and they came fifth overall. Was that who <laughs> came sixth? Would that be the... I don't know, but the, big, the big teams don't come into the semis, do they? So yeah, they, they, Auckland have already been knocked out by then, so they didn't play anyone big. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I've seen that he's got a little plaque saying fifth. fifth I presume it says fifth, fifth best, best team, team in the, the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously not true, but he's dying out on it from what I can make out. Let him. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's earned it. I was enjoying the uh, re-art match uh, at uh, three o'clock in the morning last night. They repeated it. You guys watched it live, didn't you? Six yeah. nil. Yeah, yeah. Six nil. Absolute hammering, wasn't it? Iguain again. The second goal he scored was just superb. Of fantastic goals, weren't they? It's yeah. funny. The, 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 the morning after the um, the round were drinks, I phoned you, James, and I said, mm. "Did you see the round Madrid game?" And he went, "You went, yeah." What was it? One nil. <laughs> <laughs> no, James. It was six nil. And and the, the fourth, <laughs> I think it was the third or fourth goal that um, the Iguain scored at Real Madrid's fourth. I made you. Watch it because it was such a yeah. peach. Uh, yeah, I was shouting across the pub to you, Iguain, Iguain. <laughs> you were like, yeah, yeah, Iguain. <laughs> I like that him. we've sort of like claimed ownership of Gonzalo you Iguain as if he's good because because we've touted him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird with him though because apparently he's not actually that popular uh, with the Madrid sort of owners and sort of crazy people running the club because he's very direct and he's not like uh, he's not a huge Galactico. He's like becoming one more and more every week. It's, mm. it's really weird. He, he might even get shipped out of there. We'll have him for the ramble too. I mean, I'll I'll change my game and play off him. <laughs> nah, I think I think you, I don't think we can play you and him, mate. So I think you're going to have to sit on the bench. Yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> right, that's a sh- no, you heard me. Are you going to be starting? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Well, how am I going to be on the bench then? Well, club, cap- <laughs> club, club captain. So club captain. <laughs> he washes the, the shirt. You'll have the you'll have a mutiny in your own. Self-appointed, admittedly. <laughs> <laughs> Still club captain. Oh dear. Well, let's get uh, move away from people who make ridiculous decisions. Um, <laughs> Set blatter. Um, hey. Every time. He's on fire. Yeah. Somebody didn't have a drink last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sep has said no to replays. 
Okay. Uh, so we're not having them. <laughs> yeah, all it. that debate, all that yeah. debacle. <laughs> so this France is... v Ireland. No. Why does he respond to things like about a month or six weeks after they happen? <laughs> Why not? Just... I, I believe it's glacier like speed, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he said that uh, we slag him off, right? And this is why, because he says things like this: referees shall remain human. <laughs> all right. No robot referees. <laughs> not animal bird <laughs> referees <laughs> swooping around the fields, messing it up, looking for seeds and worms. Um, uh, and stupid. We, and we will not have monitors to stop the game to see if we are right or wrong. I'm thinking of monitors, the lizards now. Yeah. Um, yeah all monitors. <laughs> <laughs> no running, Ronaldo. Blatter said, "Please don't insist on this theme." <laughs> All right, that's it. He's end. He's gone. I just, just, said no. It's just a series of words. He said there will, there will be no more discussion between fans, and then no more hope, <laughs> and then no more life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like he's trying to fit it, fit it into 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just statements. Yeah. <coughs> dear, oh dear. So what he's saying is that if we bring in replays, then there'll be no more discussions between fans about the big decisions, and then there'll be no more hope for some reason, and then no more life. When you're the president of FIFA and you actually <laughs> need someone to sort of translate what you're saying, like, more than once, it's, it's a bit of a communication breakdown in my opinion. What's Jack Warner saying about it? Um, Give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Warner charges a million no, pounds per word, so set, they didn't ask us in set some Set says there will be no replays, and Jack Warner probably says, there will not be any replays unless you pay me a lot of money. <laughs> then there'll be replays. There will be no monitors on my bank account. <laughs> yes. Now, chaps, do you remember the Englishman Kenny Pavey who plays in Sweden? Yes. Of who, course. Who scored for AIK? He plays for AIK, and he scored, and he came on and went mental yeah. that time. There's we, only we one Kenny about, Pavey. There's only one Kenny Pavey. We talked about him uh, a few shows ago. Yeah. Well, I think there's someone on the phone. Who's there? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It's Kenny Pavey. Hey! Kenny Pavey. <laughs> Sweden, England legend, Kenny Pavey. <laughs> England and Sweden's Kenny Pavey. Kenny, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Thanks for having me. Are you back in England for Christmas? No, no, I'm in Sweden at the moment, so uh, good luck on your phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kenny, we've got to ask you, you know, how come you went abroad to play in Sweden? What was the, the reasons behind that? Um, well, I don't think I was good enough to play in England, was I? Um, <laughs> That's not true. No, nah, no. Nah. Well, um, I actually was really close to signing for Aston Villa. I played in, uh, played for Sydney non-league and uh, come really close to signing for them and the geezer that scouted me. Uh, I had a contact in Sweden and also was a scout for Aston Villa, but working in Sweden and that's basically how I got out there. Do, why do you think other players don't do it? Um, I don't know. I think I think more and more people are doing it. We've had quite a few lads in uh, in Sweden now. A couple of English lads that have uh, started to to come over. And that James King, he played in Portsmouth, and he's been out here. He's been out here for a while. We've got a couple of other players in a couple of other clubs. And I know a lot of uh, like Teddy Sheringham come out here a few years back. Oh, did he? Vinnie Jones was out here. Wisey was out here. Even Peter Cratch. Peter Cratch played, I think, in like the third division out here or something. <laughs> So we've had quite a few people have come out here for like, you know, most of the time it's for experience, but sometimes, you know, people stay like myself, you know. Was it an easy decision to go out there? Nah, mate, it was, um, I think it was really hard. To be honest with you, in the beginning when I got the opportunity, I didn't realise which country it was. I just had a geezer on the phone and said, look, are you interested in playing abroad? And I thought, you know, I'll just get me suit 
suitcase packed ready for like Spain or Italy, somewhere like that. You know, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere warm. But um, yeah, I had to get me thermals out and go to Sweden instead. So, but um, yeah, it was it was difficult. I was only 18, and uh, you know, I'd never lived away from 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 my mum and dad. You know, and I had to leave all my mates and and that and um, it was it wasn't the biggest town in the world I was going to either it was a little village you know population of about 7,000 so it was uh, it was difficult but you know they helped me out a lot and it was a, it was a great experience Kenny it's Luke here it's good to talk to you mate um, hello Luke um, I've got to say we, we all saw you uh, when you came off the bench and scored that goal um, uh, <laughs> was it against the rivals was it to win the league I think yeah, well, uh, it was uh, it was the third game uh, from the end. It was a uh, it was a, like a local derby, and um, I was a bit gutted. I was uh, getting splinters on the bench, to be honest with yeah. you. I just come back from injury. Call <laughs> the judge. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, he threw me on, and uh, yeah, I scored. We, we it was a game we had to win, really. And, you were quite well, pleased, weren't they? I was. I, I lost my head. To be <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went a little bit radio rental, and uh, you didn't get a booking though. Uh, no, no, I think he was too shocked. <laughs> or is he too scared, maybe? <laughs> Did you cut your hands on the uh, on the fence? Yeah, yeah. I, when I was listening to the show and you were describing it, I got all, I started blushing and everything. I thought, <laughs> oh, no, what, what a wally, you know? No, like, super, you know, mate. I did. I did take my shirt off. I, it was too cold to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did jump out and uh, the fence, you know, and I yeah, I cut on my hand and there was there was a bit of clover everywhere and uh, <laughs> they 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 done the, they done the old Terry Butcher thing in the paper. It was only my hand, you know. Terry had half his head hanging off. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny, you Still, were... it was a uh, it was a good it was a good uh, it was a good experience and uh, yeah, we went on to win the league from it. So. Superb, Kenny. We saw you in um, was it a magazine? With you were uh, sticking both middle fingers up. Yeah, that was, uh, that was actually the uh, the national newspaper. The national, yeah. Well, you've got to go national <laughs> yeah. with that type of thing, haven't you? <laughs> Getting all busy, yeah. <laughs> now it was. Uh, I got voted the uh, dirtiest player in the league, and uh, <laughs> is that fair? They, uh, they they come to the training ground and said, "Look, what do you think about you know being voted the dirtiest player in the league?" And I said, "All this blah blah blah." I'd only had four yellow cards and one red. <laughs> But but for some reason, like obviously I've got this reputation, and uh, to be fair, the red card was quite naughty. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but uh, I think the, the yeah it was. A talk talk us through it, Kenny. What, what did you do? Uh, it was against Gothenburg, and it was the last minute, and we were winning one nil, and uh, we'd already had a man sent off, so it was only down to ten men, and uh, they were they were giving putting us under a bit of cosh at, at our end, and. Um, yeah, I thought I could make the tackle and I got there a little bit late, like about two days too late. <laughs> As he's, he's, I think he seen me at the corner of his eye, so he turned his back on me and, and I was running full pelt and uh, he ended up doing like a triple somersault in the air and landing <laughs> on, his, on his neck and it was it just did really good, to be honest with you. If you're going to get sent off, you may as well make it spe- yeah, exactly. spectacular. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, go properly, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> Are you looking forward to uh, to, to hopefully uh, getting into the, to the main Champions League draw next season? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, it's, I can't really believe it. You know, uh, even to a few years back, I was playing in uh, this young Sheely uh, team, um, who's uh, like where I start, started out and uh, playing Division Two. You know, and uh, now now I'm going to be uh, you know competing to play in the biggest club competition in the world. It's just it's really surreal. And uh, I played uh, I played UEFA Cup and come really close with with Icor. We we um, 
we went travelling to, to uh, Northern Ireland and Latvia and we ended up finishing in uh, Israel and we was really unlucky not to beat Tel Aviv, you know, to go to the group stage where yeah. we would have had, uh, we would have met Tottenham. Oh, that would have been brilliant. And, uh, that would have been blinding, yeah. And um, so, I mean, to, to have this opportunity, especially at my age, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the youngest bloke in the world, so um, it's just a dream come true, really. And yeah. hopefully it'll be a good tale for uh, the end of my career, you know. Kenny, who would you like to see inducted into the Dean Windass Hall of Fame? Easily, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to put me, me, my favourite player, Teddy Sheringham, in there. Teddy Sheringham, oh, yeah. good yeah. And I was, I was actually out with Jimmy Bullard the other day, actually. Oh, oh really? yeah. <laughs> I, c- I can't imagine what a night out with Kenny Pavey and Jimmy Bullard like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably has your bloodied hands, I imagine. <laughs> I <know>, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for hey, talking pro- to us, Kenny. Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem. Yeah, have a good one, yeah, mate. You too, lad. Thank yeah, you so you. much. Thanks bye. again. Tala, bye. Cheers, yeah. mate. Bye. Email. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's only one this week. Well, we did oh. one at the start, but we we're going to do another one now. Mm. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. Take it away. I've got it in my hand. This is from Max from Bradford on Avon. Uh, Hello, Ramble Buds. I feel like I need to bring to your attention the maddest footballer ever, Lars Elstrup. He was a d- that is a big shout, isn't it? <laughs> maddest footballer <laughs> yeah. ever. He was, uh, he was a Danish international who played for Luton. After retiring, he became a religious revolutionary and changed his name to Durandor, the river that flows in the sea. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, he joined a commune set up by Englishman Michael Barnett uh, and his wild goose company in Denmark. <laughs> no idea. No idea. However, he left after being denied the right to see his pet Dachshund. That's not true. This has been made up. In 2000, uh, he was spotted in the middle of the busiest pedestrian shopping street in Copenhagen, circled by a rope, waving his penis at passers-by. Oh, good stuff. His, uh, good ex- stuff. his explanation was, in some respects, I do this to provoke people. Uh, <laughs> in some respects. In some respects. I like, uh, I like experiencing people's reactions. Some people say sod off others take it as an offer of sex I bet they don't I bet they bloody <laughs> in his mind uh, when he did it in the city of Odense he was heckled he lost his temper <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this bit <laughs> he, uh, he dick slapped a school child he wrestled a police officer and was eventually arrested with good cause I think probably eventually I don't know um, nine months on he turned up to play football with enemy and loaded journalists he scored five goals in, in his underpants telling teammates to drink more water yellow pisses for losers <laughs> After the match, he was asked if he fancied a pint. No, he replied, I want pussy. And, <laughs> oh and, and then he walked away, never to be seen again. Best player ever. Yeah, Thank you wow. very much, Max from Bradford-on-Avon. He sounds even more mental than Carlos Roa. Yeah. That's it's, great. It's like though. a mental special today. Yeah. Mad Jens has been in there, this fella, Robin Friday. We've actually spoken to Kenny Pavey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I take it then, the big man from Bradford Paul Amos getting the champ manager goodie bag yeah, well of course it is so. that's I mean, a it... superb effort to be fair <laughs> yeah. that blew every other email out the water we couldn't, <laughs> yeah. there was no point doing another one <laughs> what a let's get him on man. for next week what a horrible yeah. man <laughs> someone find him whatever, ca- whatever cave he's living in now get him a phone and get him on the show and let him see his dog whatever <laughs> you do yeah. exactly yeah well Max the championship manager goodie bag will be on its way to you Well, that must mean it's profile time. Stand to attention. <laughs> Woo-woo! Yeah. Um, oh, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done it yet. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I just read through. Um, uh, 
this man has recently... Um, people have been recently celebrating the 50 years anniversary of this man uh, joining uh, Liverpool. And he's, of course, William Bill Shankly. Oh, eh? mm. a, true, a true giant of the game. Uh, massive. Mm. I wonder what he'd think of Liverpool's mayor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So here we go. Bill Shankly, um, born 2nd of September 1913. Winner, straight away. Yeah, 54 years before Sunderland. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was, of course, um, one of Britain's most successful and respected football managers. He was born in Ayrshire in the village of Glenbuck. Yeah. And football was quite simply a way of getting away from the mine shafts. Yeah, yeah, um, I can imagine. Very, very tough. Uh, they chase you about up there, those mine shafts. <laughs> <laughs> very, very tough upbringing, of course, he had. Um, but he started playing for local side Crombury, Ellington, and Glenbuck Cherry Pickers. Oh, really? That's a great name. <laughs> um, Why don't they exist in America? <laughs> they sound like a Nazzle team. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he played for them. Um, uh, there's no definitive uh, records um, for these uh, for this team, unfortunately, but uh, legend has it that uh, Cromberry were unbeaten at home for 10 years between 1904 and 1914. They, they sound um, like they uh, their records into a tree anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine playing them would have been tough. And this was partly due to, um, again, legend has it, partly due to home fans letting the uh, opposition uh, keeper know what his fate would be if he didn't let a few goals Oh, in. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, sort of what they do at Fratton Park now. Well, yeah, it doesn't tend to work. No. Although, it did last weekend. Um, but yeah, so Shankly uh, started playing for them and uh, his appearances caught the eye of, uh, for bigger teams and he signed for Carlisle United. Um, he, he said it was a stepping stone, really, uh, after um, he left there, of course. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> a year later, he signed for Preston North End. He won the FA Cup in 1938 with them. But um, because of the Second World War, it took away a number of his playing years. Mm. Uh, he also won five caps of Scotland um, it's also good to point out. Um, so he played for Preston until he retired in March 1949, and in the same month was appointed manager at Carlisle United. Oh, right. Now, he was a good player. Yeah. You know, won the FA Cup, of course, but uh, we all know him, really, as, as a manager. As a manager. Um, so uh, he made a quick impression on the local population in Carlisle United, and he urged them to come and support the team, and uh, he, he said, you know, this team's carrying the hopes of the region to the rest of the country. And uh, he established his relationship with the fans in his, his very own unique way. He said, I used to... Um, I used to get on the tannoy at uh, quarter to three to speak to the people every other week before the game. Instead of putting something in the programme, I spoke to them, explaining if we changed the team, how it had played in the last game, everything. The supporters loved it. They lapped it up. <laughs> That's, That's great stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Um, he dragged the club um, into a, a more professional outlook. He provided a new strip for the first team, you know, little changes like this. He got the board to purchase a, a large house which was converted into flats for new players coming into the club. Wow. And in the first full season um, in 1949-1950, Carlisle finished ninth. Um, and he'd won over the whole uh, the people of the town uh, with their brand of football. And, and season ticket sales for the start of the 50-51 season were an all-time high. Mm. Um he, they finished third uh, in, that, in that, that season, which wasn't quite good enough for promotion. And he had a bit of a squabble with the board because they, were, um, they, they didn't give him the bonus that they promised him that if they finished in the top three. And after a little bit of an argument, he resigned and he took up an offer from Grimsby Town. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he interviewed for the Liverpool job as well, but I think the first time he got turned down. Was that right? And then he went to Grimsby. I think, yeah, I think I'm right in saying that. Okay, well, he arrived at Grimsby and uh, the club was in freefall, having dropped uh, from Division 1 to Division 3. And the morale of the players and the supporters was very low. But he quickly became a cult figure um, at Grimsby, and the team were regularly drawing in crowds in excess of 20,000. 
And uh, he used to turn out for the reserve team. Oh, nice. Because he still fancies himself a bit of a player. <laughs> um, and this would draw huge crowds as well. Uh, you know, 5,000 fans watching the reserves wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be unheard of. In the 51-52 season, Grimsby just missed um, out on promotion. But this was despite picking up an incredible 36 points out of a possible 40 in the last 20 matches. Wow. An immediate impact. Mm. <laughs> Didn't mess around. Mm. That was when it was two points for a win, obviously. That's right, yeah. Mm. Um, the the 52-53 start, season started and everyone... Uh, um, you know, a lot of optimism uh, around the club, um, but uh, the, the squad was an ageing one. And after a bright start, this sort of season fizzled, fizzled out. And Shankly was given no money. Um, he wasn't supported by the board, and he was quite sort of disillusioned by it all. And he quit in January '54. Uh, said there was a lack of ambition from the from the chairman and, and the club. And but he did say in his autobiography, he said that Grimsby team, pound for pound and class for class, were the best football team I have seen in England since the war. Oh, really? In the league they were in, they played football nobody else could play. Everything was measured, planned and perfected, and you could not wish to see more entertaining football. Oh, God. That's high praise indeed, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. He had a brief spell at Workington, um, where he got them out of trouble, um, and then he took a job at Huddersfield. And during his time in Huddersfield, he uh, would, <laughs> again, he really liked to get involved um, with the locals and all. He was very much a, a socialist man, very yeah. much one of the people, very working class. Yeah, he was, yeah. And yeah. used to get stuck in. And uh, he he took part in a kickabout every Sunday with the locals in a field um, near Crossland Road, uh, near where he was living. And he would play whatever the weather, and would go in as hard on a 10-year-old boy as he w- as would on a fully grown man. <laughs> Never <laughs> Holding back or altering his style for anybody, treated everybody the same, like yeah. Lars Alstrup. <laughs> <laughs> could, could you imagine Rafa Benitez doing that? <laughs> Not really. Again, he, he became uh, frustrated by the lack of ambition showed by the board, and they were constantly urging him to sell the best players, um, and at the same time, failing to bring in you know or suggest possible replacements. So. Um, when Liverpool came knocking in 1959 and offered him the job, after th- after 13 years of management at quite a, uh, a low level, um, mm. Shankly, he said, thank you very much. He'd found a club that shared his own ambitions um, about the game and were prepared to give him full backing to achieve them. Yeah, it's worth remembering sort of when, when Shankly went to Liverpool. Liverpool were nowhere near the club like they are now. Yeah, absolutely. They were in the I second mean, division, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. And, and they... And it, it, they're a national institution now, and everyone mm. sort of thinks of them as always being That's right, yeah. thereabouts. It wasn't the case before Shankly came along. It's similar to Herbert Chapman in that he was a real innovator with yeah, things. Yeah. Very much so, yeah. Well, he said um, before he took over, just before he took over at Liverpool, he said, I'm, I'm going to a place where they live, eat, sleep and drink football, and that's my place. Yeah, yeah. He really felt it was funny when he joined Liverpool. I think with the other sides, he kind of saw their potential and thought, yeah, if I go in there, you know, I've got to try and get the locals behind me. We've got mm. to try this, and then maybe we can do this. Yeah. It was almost as if him and Liverpool were Memphis ready for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he was kind of like, well, this, this is it. It needs me to come in, and we're off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The we're final just, piece of the puzzle. Sort of exactly. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So in uh, in 1959 he he started at uh, Liverpool and as you say they were in the second division they were going nowhere mm. the training ground was a shambles um, Anfield wasn't particularly nice uh, ground to go to they were, had a lot of average players um, it just was such a far cry from what it's, yeah, from yeah. the from the history I mean you look back at the history of the club and it is a, a wonderful history mm. and he really got things going there. Mm. He, he felt immediately at home um, he sensed you know a real kinship with the supporters and. Uh, of course, he had the um, a great backroom staff, the boot room boys, yeah, yeah. Bob Paisley and Joe Fagan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that he got rid of all the deadwood at the start. He said, within a month, I'd put down 24 names of players I thought should go, and they went inside of a year. Mm. 
He brought in uh, Ron Yates, uh, Ian St John and yeah. uh, Gordon Milne and uh, promotion was gained back into the first division in, in 61 and 62. Everton were the big side in Liverpool at the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But in 1963-64, Liverpool clinched their sixth title from the former champions, Everton. Yeah. And he famously said, if Everton were playing at the bottom of the garden, I'd pull the curtains. Yeah, he, he said a lot of things about Everton, didn't he? But I, he I, did. I've, I've also read that he, he sort of did that to keep up the sort of... Because he thought it's the, something he should be saying, that he should really be doing it to get the fans on side and to yeah. show himself as a real <laughs> Liverpool right. man. But apparently he used to live not far from Everton's training ground. Um, I'm not sure, probably just after he, he retired. Uh, and he was always welcome there. Apparently, he used to go down there and watch him train quite a lot. And they were always really pretty, pretty nice to him. And he was nice to them as well. I think it was more of a sort of act he used to put on. So, yeah. Oh, very much so. Well, they won the FA Cup in 1965 and won the title again in 65-66. Uh, they lost the final of the Cup Winners' Cup um, to uh, Borussia Dortmund, though. But uh, but that was kind of like the team of the 60s because yeah. the, the team of the 60s, team of the 70s, yeah. very different eras under uh, under Shankly. And in the 70s, he brought in some new faces. Kevin Keegan, yeah, um, Larry Lloyd, and Ray Clements amongst them. Yeah, yeah. Keegan was a bit of a player. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's easy to forget that because Keegan's a bit of an awkward man. Yeah, he's actually a superb player. You know, oh, a brilliant he was, footballer. He was a European Player of the Year, yeah. wasn't he? At one Twice, point, an incredible player. Yeah. The best bicycle kick I ever saw scored was from him, and it was disallowed. The goal was disallowed for like offside or something, oh, but it was God. just a beautiful bicycle kick from mm. the edge of the area. He's a Wonderful. brilliant footballer, unbelievable. Well, um, <laughs> Shankly the, the told uh, Kevin Keegan um, when Liverpool were playing West Ham United. He said before the game, he said, son, I've just seen that Bobby Moore. What a wreck. He's got bags <laughs> under his eyes. He's limping. He's got dandruff and it looks as though he's been to a nightclub yet dandruff. again. Uh, during the game, Bobby Moore played an absolute blinder. Yeah. And uh, Keegan did score, but Bobby Moore played an absolute <laughs> blinder. And then after the game, Shankly said to Keegan, oh, he's a proper player, that Bobby Moore, isn't he? You'll never play against anyone better than him. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, I've got my favourite Shankly quote, is, uh, and I hope I'm not ruining the one you're going to say, is that when, I think it was Tommy Smith came into his office and said, uh, he said, oh, Gaffer, I don't think, to Shankly, he says, Gaffer, I don't think I'm going to play on Saturday. He says, oh, well, what's wrong with you? He goes, oh, it's my knee. And he goes, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. It's not your knee, it's Liverpool's knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, some of his quotes, you know, were, were absolutely superb. Um, again, you know, we talked about him being a real man of the people and uh, he hated all the bureaucracy of football mm. and all that. Sort of, I mean, he just wouldn't... Nowadays, he yeah. would... Oh, my He'd goodness. furious constantly. Yeah. Well, he said, at a football club, there's a holy trinity. The players, the manager and the supporters. Directors don't come into it. They are only there to sign the cheques. A bit like Brian Clough then. Really. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, very much yeah, so. Yeah. Very yeah. much so, yeah. In 1973, Liverpool won the league and the UEFA Cup, and in 1974, they won the FA Cup, which was, of course, his last piece of silverware, because he retired in July 1974, much to everybody's amazement. Mm. Um, he, was, he was 60 then, and he decided to retire. He said uh, going to tell the chairman of his decision was like facing the electric chair. Mm. But he wanted to spend time with his family, and um, I think he wanted to go out on a high, and, and they'd won the FA Cup, and he'd achieved unbelievable stuff there. However, when his the news of his resignation uh, first emerged, the, the fans just went mental. They, they couldn't understand it, and, and local factory workers threatened to go on strike. <laughs> and just the whole thing just went off, really. Very similar did. to when um, Tony Adams left Pompey, actually. <laughs> <laughs> similar reaction, yeah. Well, the, but the, the club was left in capable hands with the boot room staff. Um, well, Paisley was... Uh, 
Paisley there. There was that, um, the boot room club, was it, after the game? Well, there's a bit, they used to go in, used to, the opposition manager used to be invited into the room and they used to chat about football and the only condi- after each game. Yeah. And the only conditions where you weren't allowed to talk about the game that had just happened. You could talk about anything else, but not the game that just That's happened. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was quite legendary, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind to hear some of those conversations. Yeah. Then, <laughs> so, being a fly on the wall there, Marcus. Eh? <laughs> Um, unfortunately, you know, when he left Liverpool, he actually he got a little bit of stick, and some of the fans were weren't happy with him at all. And he said later, it's quite sad, really. He said, "I might add that uh, I count Everton amongst the clubs who have welcomed me over the last few seasons. I've re- been received more warmly by Everton than I have by Liverpool. It's scandalous and outrageous that I should have to write these things about the club I helped to build into what it is today. Because if the situation had been reversed, I would have invited people to the games." Mm. Yeah. Didn't, shame, he, really. didn't he famously like buy tickets for fans and stuff like that? I read that he, he did, used to, like, yeah. actually phone fans up sometimes yeah. to chat about the games when they sent him letters. Well, he was—he knew how important the fans were for a successful team and how much yeah. it meant to them as well. Exactly, and th- and it's just nowadays you j- it's so Can refreshing. You oh, my, <laughs> but it's just so refreshing to hear about this kind of thing. Hello, you know. is that John? This is uh, Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't win again. <laughs> Nothing would it? Well, uh, it was um, the one particular example where he did buy a fan a ticket was the 1976 UEFA Cup final second leg in Bruges, I think it was. And a fan came over and said he didn't have a ticket, so Bill Shankly went and bought him one. Um, he was awarded the uh, the OBE. So he could have bought a ticket, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, 76, Shankly wasn't even manager then, so he's just basically done a favour for him. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was awarded the OBE in uh, 1974, and he continued uh, to live in the house that he and his wife had bought when they first moved to Liverpool. And he was a regular in and around the city and was happy to chat away to everybody about football and one thing and another. Um, sadly, in, in 1981, in September 81, he died age 68, but of course his legacy will never, ever be forgotten. Um, and we talked earlier about some of the quotes. I mean, he said, a football team is like a piano. You need eight men to carry it and three who can play the damn thing. <laughs> um, and there was a great one where he said, a lot of football success is in the mind. You must believe that you are the best and then make sure that you are. In my time at Liverpool, we always said we had the best two teams in Merseyside, Liverpool and Liverpool Reserves. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. So, so it's fair to say then, although like Shanky didn't win as much as sort of Paisley did, there's no way Paisley would have been able to achieve what he achieved. No, absolutely the foundations not. Being no set way. By, by Shanky, because like, I read it like the training at Liverpool's training ground when Shanky first mm. took over, and um, they just had one tap. Yeah. For water, that's all they had, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he got all that sorted out. And he said that he, he changed it so that they all went to Anfield before training, and they all travelled to training together to build the that's camaraderie right, yeah. up and they'd, stuff. They'd all have a meal together as well. That's right, they? and that it's way you could sort of control their diets as well, which real is really, pioneer. really modern. Yeah, yeah, mm. for, the, for the time. So he's he really is. I mean, there's the Shankly Gates at Anfield now, isn't there? Yeah. Where, where named after him. He really did must have set the sort of set the stall out for everything they could have achieved after him. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll end by saying. Uh, the, the, the famous quote where he said um, that I've been basically honest in a game in which it is sometimes difficult to be honest sometimes you've got to tell a little white lie to get over a little troublesome period of time I'd like to think that I've put more into the game than I've taken out and that I haven't cheated anybody and that I've been working for people honestly all along the line for the people of Liverpool who go to Anfield I'd like to be recognised for trying to give them entertainment I was interested in only one thing, success for the club, and that meant success for the people. I wanted results for the club, for the love of the game, to make the people happy. Bill Shankly. Bill Shankly, come on in. Come Welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Christmas special. 
Very, very specially, very Christmassy, and very special as well. Loads of stuff going on. Loads of Christmassy yeah. things. Can't move. Yeah, it's a brilliant special edition. That we're, no, we're wearing nothing but tinsel. It's lucky it's free. <laughs> hey, don't worry, lads. I got these Eating tinsel. There you are. Like, it's Santa. Some you see, jingle bells. You don't get them in any bloody other show, do you? No, you don't actually. Well, we don't know that, but probably we... get loads of shows with bells in over Christmas, probably. Yeah, but I... this is the best one. Yeah, bell ends. Didn't buy them. I just found them unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, notices. Notices, I guess. I mean, uh, the Christmas drinks are over. We don't have to talk about that blabbering crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was having uh, like Vietnam War style flashbacks. Like, <laughs> you, you kept about that texting so me on the week leading up to, well, what if nobody comes, Pete? <laughs> oh, no. And uh, I must admit, uh, anybody who read the Facebook page regarding the Christmas drinks, I was uh, enjoying uh, the fact that Luke wrote, we won't be doing a ramble, but uh, but we won't be answering, uh, and we definitely won't be answering any footballing questions. <laughs> I can just imagine you on stage, an evening with Luke Moore, talking about your career in football. Yeah, what was it like scoring the minute winning goal at Liverpool? Yeah, as we suggested, <laughs> Pete, you know. Uh, but betway.com forward slash the football rambles still up um, for all your Boxing Day and uh, early New Year fixtures, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when are we uh, putting the show out next week? I think it's Wednesday night. Yeah, it will be normal. Yeah, it's thir- yes. Thursday morning. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, not? 31st. Why not? Lovely. Marvellous. Well, say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, James. Bye. Uh, a Merry Christmas. We're all off uh, on the piss with Kenny Pavey and Jimmy Bullard. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Christmas! You're broken, broken now. Oh. Broken. It's unbelievable, Joe! <laughs> He's left presents! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>